are listening to Weight Loss in the Mind, the podcast starring Scott Patton and Shane James. Let's join them now. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, along with Shane James. Hey, Shane, how are you doing today? I am really fit today. You're thinking fit and being fit? That's right. Excellent. Don't I look like I'm thinking fit and being fit? You always look like you're thinking fit and being fit. Thank you, thank you. Haven't you lost some weight? I I have been, and I'm getting slimmer and trimmer and fitter. It's not all just about losing weight. It's about having a healthy body and a healthy lifestyle. That's right. And using the old mind. And long-term listeners know that we have had a number of amazing car stories, which, of course, we always try to relate to, uh, you know, beliefs and losing weight and being fit and all that sort of stuff. And, you know... I thought after I drove down to San Francisco, 3,000 miles, burned out my car engine, that that was the ultimate car story that we could never top it, particularly since for the last six months I haven't bothered to get a new car. But, Shane, I think you topped it. So I don't tell know. everybody what happened to your car. You know, I think it's the law of attraction because the more you talk about stuff and the more you think about things, it attracts to you, right? That's right. And I think our car stories have been an anchor put into us that it just keeps happening to us, our cars now. That's right. So everything we're teaching coming into our reality. That's, that's exactly right. So I'll make this short and brief, but i got to tell it because it's funny. So the other, I don't know, it was a couple weekends ago? Yeah. A couple weekends ago, I went over to my buddy's house. It was kind of late at night. I think it was, got there at about 11, 30, 12, and went inside. And we were sitting around, and we were doing some business. And, and uh, we got up later, and we decided where we were going to go somewhere. And we went out. And um, I said, I parked my car out here, didn't I? So you lost your car again. Yeah, I, lo- I lost my car, right? And he says, well, I'm sure this is where we parked it, right? Because he had come out and got something out of my car, even. And we said, the car's not here. We got a problem. Now this is in front of our house, so uh, in front of his house. So I'm thinking, well, there's probably only one thing that's happened. My car is, has to be stolen because I was looking. There was no signs that said I couldn't park there. Right. So there was no tow truck that come along and towed my car. So we've had a carjacking. We've had a carjacking, and so I went down to the police station and I said, you know, we've got a bit of a problem here. I'm kind of missing my car, and. The, they did their little research, and he comes back and he says, "Oh, well, we've got your car." And I said, "Well, well that was fast. It, it was fast." And I, he said, "Yeah, it was a very interesting how we got your car." And I said, "Well, what happened?" And he says, "Well, your car got stolen, and we pulled your car over about 15 minutes away from the address that I'd given." And he said, "The reason we pulled your car over." is because you have tinted windows that are too dark and we pulled them, pulled them over to give you a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> There's the police, always on the job. That's right. So they pulled these guys over in my car that was stolen because of my tinted windows, they're too dark, and they got out and ran. The funny story is my side door, you have trouble getting it open. I can so barely get in and out of your car <laughs> because you've got to really struggle with this side, the passenger door to open it. Yes. Both sides. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get in or get out. So the, the, the cop said to me, something really interesting happened too. All the guys jumped out the same door, all three of them. 
they all went out the driver's seat door. And they, they thought it was funny because they said, well, I don't understand why they didn't go out the, the passenger seat door when they ran away. Just imagine the state of those thieves. Eh? I mean, the, obviously the driver, no problem, opens the door, runs out. But the other guy in the passenger seat, he'd have been like, I can't believe I can't open this door. Couldn't get the door open, yeah. So, so you got your car back, no major damage. No major damage, got my car back. Everything was fine. I didn't even get a ticket for the tinted windows. <laughs> Which that meant something. They give me a ticket for the tinted windows too. That's right. <laughs> that meant cheap. That, and that's it. actually that's really kind of interesting because there is something that has been a little bit of a an, an issue because every once in a while the you know the police will pull you over and say you know it's too dark and 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 that sort of thing and that's kind of like a negative, right? Yeah. But. I'm sure that you're quite happy to have paid that one or fine or one or two times that you did in order to not have your car totally trashed. So yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, so sometimes things that we look at as a negative end up being like a very, very good positive because if your windows were the proper tint, you may never have seen your no. car again. Well, I said to the police officer, so does this mean I should keep the tint on? <laughs> <laughs> He kind of chuckled at that, right. and he said, just go and have a good night, son. <laughs> uh, all right, well, there's our car story again, When we thought we'd never have another one for you, and I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about something that all successful people that I've worked with to, to achieve their ideal healthy weight has did. Okay. Everybody. So what, is, what have all these successful people done? A matter of fact... Out of all the 250 autobiographies I've read, all these successful people have did this one thing too. Any book, any set of CDs, or any seminar all teach this very thing. Now I'm curious. One of our very first podcasts, we talked a little bit about this subject. Now what I'm going to do today is we're going to give a new way of approaching this and some new techniques. Now I bet you, you don't even remember what I'm talking about, do you, Scott? I'm thinking mission statement, but I don't think that's it. You'll soon find out. Right. You've got to keep listening. Now, if you're already doing this every day, then I guarantee 100% you're well on your way to future success in all areas of your weight, your health, every part of your life. Nice. A matter of fact, if you get into the habit, you'll be well on your way for future success in everything you do. Now, did you hear the word I said there? Get into the habit. Hmm. Is that a clue? That is a clue. Is that a hint? That's right. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what it could be about. <laughs> this very thing is, got a guess? Habits? No. Goal setting. Uh, yes, you got it. Yeah. Did you get it actually before I was going to say it? Yeah. Well, with you. Okay. With the partnership. I said it at the same time you said it. Now, why? Because... It is the master key to all lifelong success plans that you could ever possibly imagine. The obstacle is that most of us have heard other motivational speakers talk so much about goal setting. We say to ourselves, please don't talk about goal setting. I know everything about it. Yes, my goals should be stated in the positive. Yes, I got to write them down. But you must be careful not get into the trap, the trap of saying, I know that. That's one of the biggest traps in the world. Mm -hmm. I know that. If you're not living it, you don't know it. That's right. The most dangerous word in the English dictionary is, I don't know that. Think about it. How, what limitations that can put on you. 
Mm -hmm. I say this. I've read over 500 books. I went to countless, you know, how many seminars. Yeah. And I still say, I don't really know anything. <laughs> and you're a quick learner. I just want to put that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and what that actually does to my brain, when I frame it like that, it actually keeps me striving for more information to learn. Because as soon as I say, well, I've read over 500 books and I know NLP in depth and I went to hundreds of seminars, all of a sudden my brain goes, okay, well, you don't have to learn anymore. Right. So then what happens? My success stops exactly where I'm at today. I don't go any higher. I don't go anywhere else. I'm just stagnant. Yeah, it's very, very important that we grow into what we want to become and be so that we can have what it is that we want. That's right. And it, it kind of works that way. And if you stop learning and you stop growing, then you're going to be where you are. And unless you're really... And I think the human condition is such that we're never 100% satisfied with where we are because when we're there, we know we can be better. Right? That's right. It's That's like, right. you know, someone who... Uh, is that, you know, in the minor leagues in whatever sport or somebody that's the assistant manager. Like, we know that we could get into the major leagues. We know that we could be that manager or president or a little bit better. Yeah. And, uh, cause, and because it's an infinite thing, right? There's that's always right. more. There's always more that we can learn or do or be or have. That's right. And, uh, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, growing into it. That's right. And if we're goal setting, we always want more. We're always striving for yeah, more of that. That's right. Well, and I think one of the nice things about goal setting, too, and I don't know if this is what you're going to talk about or not, but oftentimes we go and get things that we don't really want because we haven't spent enough time thinking about what our goals really are. That's right. Right? Like I could go and buy, a, you know, a 15-inch TV, but what I really want is a 56-inch TV. Yeah. Or I could get a 56-inch TV, and what I really want in my place and what looks good is a 15-inch TV. But because we haven't sat down and figured out what we really want, we get a really good salesman selling us something we don't want. Yeah, that's a good point because that's one of the most important things in life, to decide specifically what you want. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, most people are too busy saying what they don't want. Yeah. And that's what they get a whole lot of. Mm -hmm. See, I have many clients like that that sometimes will say to me over and over and tell me, well, what they don't want. I ask them, well, no, what do you, what do you want? And they tell me what they don't want. Right. And then they don't understand why they're not getting what they want. They're getting a lot of what they don't want. That's exactly right. See, when it comes to your goals, it's kind of like getting back to the basics, right? And that's like your weight, too. I mean, your weight's the basics. If we were to have a goal-setting system in place, I guarantee once we started to see ourselves get off track of the thing that we want, we'd make a decision to get right back on track again. When it comes to weight loss, when most people get off track, they just keep spinning out of control and they just end up eating the nights away. Mm. True. All right, that's a bit yeah. of a metaphor, but yeah. Yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. Did you know that the top 3% of high achievers in the world all set goals? I've heard that. Yes. Do you set goals? All the time. Good. Actually, we're coming up to uh, Christmas and New Year's, <clears throat> and that for me is a major goal-setting time. Because I really think about what I've done in the past year, what I liked about what I did, what I didn't really care for doing. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, it's not a failure to not like something that you did or have done something and it didn't work out right because you find out whether you want to really do it or not do it. Yeah, yeah. And there are some certain things that I did that at the beginning of the year were my goals to do. And then when I was done the year, I thought, well, I'm glad, you know, I did it, great, but 
it didn't give me the satisfaction that I thought it would. So and it's not really what I want to do next year. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, <clears throat> what it is isn't really that important as, as much as it is like I tried it and I realized that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. So that's good. So now what do I want to do? Yeah. And, and rework that, right? So. See, I always have a real problem with this time of year because everybody says, okay, it's a new year. Now I'm going to make a New Year's resolution. Mm. And then what happens is everybody becomes like everybody else. Only 3% of people actually stay with the New Year's resolution. See, the difference is this. If you goal set all year round, you set New Year's resolutions every day for your whole life. Right, right. See, I don't ever have to set a resolution because I'm consistently goal setting. Well, and the other thing too is if you're doing it every day, you get pretty good at it, right? If you do it once a year, you're not going to be very good at it. Right? No, not at all. So what's the point of setting a, new, I mean, yeah, set a New Year's resolution, and that's the only time you ever set a goal. So you're not very good at it. So then it doesn't happen. Well, it's a it's a learned behavior mm -hmm. in our society. Yeah. Is what happens is we're going to wait to. So the new year comes, and then we're going to go on a diet. Then we're going to go on this exercise program, and then we're going to make all the right choices, and our life's going to just be perfect. Right. Ah, wrong. Yeah. You've got to change the habits first. You know, keep listening to us, and we teach you how to do that. That's pretty simple. That's right. But what I'm saying is New Year's resolutions to me are just, I, I don't like them. Period. So it's safe to assume you're not setting one. I've set mine all year already. All year round. That's right. <laughs> I'll be waking up the morning on New Year's Day or that night when everyone's saying, this is what I'm going to do, and I'll be writing my goals out the same day I do every day, the same way I do every day. That's right. Create that new pattern. Create a new habit today, right? Yeah. Don't wait till New Year's Eve. Right? Don't wait till New Year's. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you do it right now. Yeah. Start before Christmas. So I know some of you are sitting there right now listening. Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to goal set chain when it comes to New Year's Eve and because I'm not going to listen to you today because Christmas is coming up and that means I'm going to go eat everything I can just because I deserve it. Ah, wrong again. <laughs> so That'll get you uh, thin real fast. Yeah, that's right. So start today. I mean, think about Michael Jordan. He was known as one of the best basketball players to ever play the game. Michael Jordan would not practice behind the back dunks or some crazy behind the leg spin moves to go around the rest of the players or go over the team on the bench and through the stands, right? Okay, I'm exaggerating <laughs> a little bit now, right? But Michael Jordan would practice the basics. He would throw the ball from the three throw line 500 times at practice a day. Wow. 500 times over and over and over. Well, why did he do that? And then why would he get the ball at the end of the game? Because he would get the ball at all the clutch moments because they knew he could sink the shot. That's right. So he just did the basics. That's the same with goal setting. That's what he did. Think about that. He mm -hmm. took the ball every day 500 times, threw it in the basket, threw it in the basket, threw it in the basket. What, what do you think his goal was every day? I'm going to take the ball, I'm going to go to the free throw line, and I'm going to sink it every day. That's my goal. That's my goal. That's my goal. How basic is that? Best player in the world. Perfect example. See, it's not that hard, but it's something that we got to do. Well, think of the dedication and discipline that that required. That's right. I mean, goal setting only takes you 10 minutes a day. And it can change your entire life. Yeah, because then you know what you need to do. That's right. And remember what I said at the start. Don't take this lightly. Because why do you think the top 3% of people who are successful in the world do this? 
Yeah, it's a very powerful tool. That's right. Anytime I do any seminar or a CD program, I always put some kind of goal setting workshop in that. It's just that important. If you're not getting the results in your way right now, I guarantee that you're not following a goal setting system. To master your way, you must do it over and over and over again. You must become the Michael, of, Michael Jordan of your weight. There you go. Repetition is the mother of skill. It, that doesn't mean eating 500 cupcakes a day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Throw 500 cupcakes into your mouth. Yeah. One after another. Okay, now we're, now we're creating some visuals for our, for our audience here. We better change okay, it. That's right, we better change it quickly here. Okay, so you just want to take that cupcake, turn it gray in your mind, and drop it down, make it smaller and smaller in the bottom right-hand corner of your picture of your mind's eye. That's right, that's a swish pattern. Hey, you're remembering what I teach. I use that swish pattern all that's the good, time. That's good, that's good. And if you want to learn the swish pattern, go back in one of our previous episodes. Yeah which you can find at uh, www.freeweightlosspodcast.com. So the one thing, Scott, that I find between people who keep their weight off and those who don't is that they've learned to become a master of themselves and a master over their weight. Now, they did not just goal set for one month, for two months, or for three months and stop. It became a part of their daily routine, mm -hmm. just like any successful person you research. Well, and already our daily routine includes eating and exercising or not, right? That's right. So when you take your routines, you're doing the routines anyway. So why not do the routines that give you the benefit that you want? That's right. So let me emphasize that again. It's the daily routine. The daily routine becomes a habit. Yeah. Right? And that goal setting, like I'm going to go back a minute, like I talked at the start of the podcast is when I said, that's what keeps you on track. So when you start to spin out of control a little bit, because the next day when you wake up and you goal set or before you go to bed, like I do every night before I go to bed, I goal set. I take out my journal and I write my goals in there. It takes me 10 minutes, I do it in bed. And then I see how my day went, and I go, oh, you know what? I didn't make exercise today. I got a little bit off my, my goal. Here's my goal. i got to make sure that I get up and hit the gym or do my, my DVD, you know, pop it in the TV when I get up in the morning, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it keeps me on track. Yeah. So there, there's a, just, I just want to jump in yeah. right here because you just gave a very basic, very important very practical aspect of goal setting, right? One thing that you want to do, everybody is listening to this, you want to take a period of time. For me, it's the same as you, Shane. Cause, and I, I think probably the majority of people would agree with me, and this is our recommendation. Take 10 minutes before you go to bed. That's a nice quiet time. You're going to be watching TV or doing whatever you do before you go to bed anyway, so watch 10 minutes less TV and write your goals down. And that, what that does is it puts your subconscious mind to work on solving those problems or creating those patterns or doing those things while you sleep. So this is like an effortless goal setting in your sleep program. That's right. Right? And I thought that's, because that's what I do too. Like before I go to bed, I'll write down what I want to achieve the next, you know, tomorrow and some, maybe some of my longer term goals too if I hadn't thought of them before. And I think that's really, really important and it's part of conditioning your mind. And it's a very, very simple, 
easy thing to do that's extremely effective. So write that down. Before I go to bed, you know, put it on your tooth, you know, tape it to your toothbrush, right? Yeah. After I brush my teeth, I'm going to take 10 minutes and write down my goals for tomorrow. And you'll be amazed in a month the difference in your life. This ends part one of the habit of success on weight loss in the mind. We'll be back in a few days with part two. So join us then. See you soon. Bye-bye.